Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark, and I am thankful that you have taken some time to dedicate yourself to deeper study. And I hope that you consider this podcast a place for you to be able to come and do just that. We've been studying the last couple of weeks now, road signs. We're ready to begin with our second point on the yellow light. And this is where Jesus shifts to a parable. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Matthew chapter 18, beginning in verse 23. Matthew 18, verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed 10,000 talents. Now, you and I don't use terms today financially like talents. Uh, and a lot of confusion, unfortunately, in the religious world has happened because many people think that talents is always talking about, you know, the, the blessings that you naturally gained through growing up and finding out, hey, I've got a great singing voice. Hey, I'm a, uh, I'm a skilled magician, got great sleight of hand, whatever it might be. Um, all of that going on, when you look at what's going involved in this discussion, Talents never mean, in this vernacular, it never means I've got a good singing voice, I'm really good at technology. It, it doesn't mean that. We're talking about money, always talking about money. Therefore, when we're talking about the parable of the talents and another account, we're talking about the parable of servants who were given money from their master to invest or to go out and multiply. When we get back to this, though, in Matthew 18 and verse 24, 10,000 talents, we need to find out what does that mean in modern money? What does that mean? Well, the New American Standard Version's footnote says that this is about $10 million in buying power. Uh, excuse me, $10 million in silver content, but more in buying power. Uh, you might have gone somewhere before where you are told, hey, we'll give you this much in-store credit. We'll give you this much, but if we give you cash outright, it's going to be significantly less than what you would think. $10 million in silver content, but even more in buying power. That's from the New American Standard. And in today's economy, the debt would be more like $16 million. However, you need to know something as my phone hits the table here. You need to know something. I got these numbers. In 2005's writing on World Video Bible School notes on the book of Matthew. There's this little term in our country called inflation. Inflation is still real. It does exist. It does happen. You have natural inflation, and then you have what we've kind of been experiencing lately, which is crazy inflation. But if you were to look at an inflation calculator taking $16 million from point A, which would be 2005, to point B, which would be 2023, you would find the money to be roughly $24,316,067.59. That's a lot of money. That's, that's more than any of us will probably ever see in multiple lifetimes if we could live them. 
And according to Matthew chapter 20 and verse 2, the Bible tells me that a day's work, the wage for that was a denarii, which was equivalent to 18 cents a day. Therefore, with inflation, the living wage would today be $6.44. Of course, that's a number calculated from 1635 to 2022. That's as far back as the inflation calculator would let me go. A debt of $16 million would have taken 200,000 years to repay. And if you go to the United Federal Credit Union's loan payoff calculator, shout out to those guys. And by the way, the internet can be an amazing place if you use it properly. According to that loan payoff calculator, it would take 145,223 months. How long is your car note for? 80 months? A significant amount less than the amount of months it would take you to pay this back. And this, by the way, is with a pretty low payment. You're paying $167.44 a month. You might say, well, Michael, where did you get that number? Well, that's 26 days a month of work. Minus four days to account for the Sabbath when you could not work. So on average, you have 26 working days and four days where you're not allowed to work. That means you can only, and listen to this, that is without paying for food, that is without paying for rent, that is without paying for clothing, without paying for essentials, that is just paying your debt. Every dime you make goes to the debt. It would take you 12,101.92 years to repay. Better than the 200,000, but it's still an insurmountable debt. And the point is, this poor man has an unbelievable debt that he can never repay. Can't do it. There is no way that he can make a payment sufficient enough to cover this. So he begged for mercy and patience. As he was not able to pay, verse 25, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. The servant, therefore, fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I'll pay you all. No, he won't. I mean, let's be real here for a minute, okay? This servant is saying something that he can't hope to do. There's no way he can do it. He can't pay it back. We've just done the math in our current world, and we have more of a living wage than he had in his time. No way he could have paid it back. He couldn't pay it back in our lifetime. But when you look at verse 27 of Matthew 18, there is an amazing development. The master of that servant was moved with compassion. He released him. Forgave him of his debt. What does it feel like when you have a debt paid off? Well, what, what does that do for your family? That $300 a month that you've been paying diligently for however many years for a car. That 1000 plus payment that you've made for 30 plus years on a mortgage that is finally coming up at the end of this year. What will that do? And how will that change your life if tomorrow morning you found all of your debts 
remitted. Basically, all of your debts taken from one end of the spectrum where you owe all this money to the other end, which is you don't owe it anymore. Isn't it amazing that the king would be willing to do this? You would think, you would have to think that the servant would walk out of that room the chambers of the king, wherever that meeting had taken place, that he would leave there and go and tell others about the wonderful blessing and that he would be helping others. That's not what happened. This servant went out, and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him, and he took him by the throat. He says, you pay me what you owe. You pay me what you owe me right now. You pay me. This fellow slave, a peer, an equal who owes him about $18 in 2005's money, and that really shows the magnitude. You have $16 million in 2005's money versus $18. But again, accounting for inflation, this amount would need to be updated. So you've got $24 million plus dollars versus about 28 bucks. I'm not saying that $28 is worthless. It obviously it's obviously something that we want and we want to be able to have. There are a lot of things if you're going to go buy gas, you want to have $28 to be able to help make a dent even a small dent at the pump. Friends, I'll tell you, there have been times I have dropped $28 at the movies on myself. You buy a ticket for 14 bucks, you have $13 left, maybe 14 depending on tax for concessions, but you and I both know a large popcorn and drink and a candy is like $35. So you've spent so much money in one sitting. And you probably get out of the movie and go, I mean, I like the popcorn. I'm thankful that I got to have that as a snack. But (laughs) that movie was forgettable. I don't know why I even saw it. This man owed the other servant $28. Think about this for a minute. You and I, we think of money at times as being insignificant. There's no need to pick up a penny that's on the ground. We'll pick up a quarter. There's no need to pick up the dollar even maybe that's on the ground. But if we saw a 10, oh, I'm going to stop and pick that up. Think about the magnitude of the servants and what they owed. And in verse 29, you find something that is very unique. Something that you just have to read it to believe that it could have even been done. But this fellow servant, he fell down at his feet and he begged him, saying, Have patience with me. And I'll pay you what I owe. 
I'll pay you all. This servant making the statement actually had a chance to do just that. But his other servant, he didn't he didn't learn from the king like he should have. In verse 30, he would not. He went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. You might have had moments in your life where you've been at the drive-thru and you get up there to the cashier window to pay. Somebody says, hey, uh, the car in front of you paid for your meal. Would you like to pay it forward for the people behind you? Sure. I would, I would be honored to do that. That would be a wonderful benefit to me. And we will sing our praises about how great we are. You know, do you know that in reality, we have not done anything of significance in that moment? And you might be thinking, well, yes, we have. We bought their food. They, they, they couldn't have done that without us. Then why were they at the drive-thru? Well, they might have been using a credit card. And you know what Dave Ramsey says. I understand what Dave Ramsey says, and I, I think he's right on a lot of it, but they were going to use the credit card anyway. They were prepared to make that bad decision, or they were prepared to purchase the food for the amount that they ordered. And because I pay for it for them, all of a sudden I am a great and good Samaritan. No, that's not how this works. This servant asked his fellow servant, his peer, his equal, into prison till he should pay back what he owed. But when his fellow servants in verse 31 saw what had been done, they were very grieved, and they came and told their master all that had happened. They said, this is what we witnessed, this is what we saw, and the master called him back. And he says, you know what, you wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. It was pathetic. Should you not have also had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I pitied you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Now, there are a few schools of thought on the all that was due to him. I've found three specific over the time that I've studied on this, and I don't know which is which, but I kind of like all of them for different reasons. Number one, until he should pay back the original amount that he owed. Number two, until he should pay back the amount that was owed to him, that $18 or the 18 denarii. Number three, until he should pay back both. I don't know which it was, but what I do know is he wouldn't have had to have paid anything if he had just been a forgiving servant. If he had slowed down yellow light. By the way, the money that that servant borrowed was not the other servant's money anyway. If he had borrowed about $10 million plus dollars in his time or in our current you know, currency, $24 plus million, and then he gave $28 of that to someone else, that was the king's money that he gave to a fellow servant. It had already been remitted. And so when that servant caught him in the marketplace and he asked him for his money, and the payment plan or whatever it would have been, he should have said, I've got great news. 
I saw the king today and he forgave me the debt. And part of that money that he forgave was what you owed me. I forgive you of the debt too because I've been forgiven. That's not what happened. And I want you to ponder verse 35 before next week when we go into our takeaways from this text. Verse 35 says, So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. This will happen to me. It will happen to you if we are not more forgiving. We saw today a servant that had everything at his fingertips. It was all right there for the taking, and he squandered it. For what? For 18 days worth of wages? When he owed 200,000 years worth? Are we serious? Brethren, friends, you have a responsibility to be more forgiving. And next week, we're going to talk more about what we've studied these last two weeks. But think between now and next week about Matthew 18.35. Think about all of the things that you need to be more forgiving. All of the things that happen. The person that cuts you off in traffic. The person who was rude to you at work. The waitress. The worker that thought they knew what you were doing and told you what's what, or whatever it is, you just stop and think. Am I a forgiving person? Lord willing, next week we will be back and studying again together on the text takeaways of Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Until then, two things of note to remember. Number one, we have a producer at the Scatter the Broad Network, Brother Joshua Kennedy. He is one of the youth ministers over at, well, he's the youth minister over in Cookville, Tennessee, at the Willow Avenue Church of Christ. And his email address is scatteredabroadproducer at gmail.com. Scatteredabroadproducer at gmail.com. If you would like to tell us about somebody that you think would be eligible for the Did That Really Happen podcast, which is coming up later in the summer, or the Through Their Eyes podcast, you can reach out to him and he will begin the process of looking into their information and seeing what we can work out. We never can make any promises that we'll put everyone that is suggested, but we do appreciate your feedback and we want you to give us your feedback. We want to see us being able to branch out some if we can. Number two, I work for the Memphis School of Preaching and I am always looking for Sundays to go out and give reports on the school, or in some cases even if you need a fill-in preacher for a day, I can do that as well. I would be happy to help you. My email address is michaelclarkoffice at gmail.com. michaelclarkoffice at gmail.com. Any information on anything that you would like about the school can be found at admissions at msop.org. Between now and the next time we're able to be together, let's make sure that we please God now so that our eternity is far better. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. 
And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.